Hey, and welcome back to another episode with the Uninformed Gamers. I am Chameleon, one of your hosts here today. Chameleon or Chris, I have with me the big ballers. I've got with me Darkness Tiger or Devin, whatever you would prefer to call him. That's me. What's going on, Devin? What's going on brother man? And of course, I've got with me Mr. Mason of Rad Dreams. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be back this week. Always good to be here. Always good to be here yeah. chatting with my boys. Yeah, we got some uh, big news to cover today. Yeah, the gaming world has been fantastic Pop- to us. Yeah, it's, it's kind of been, po- it's, honestly, it's been kind of popping off. Yeah, yes. this might probably be one of our biggest weeks yet based off the amount of stories and heavy oh, yeah. stories. Uh, oh, this yeah. Part, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, um, well, let's go ahead and jump a little bit into it. So, like, uh, Dev, let's start with you. What have you been playing? Well, you know me. I'm I'm currently working through my way through uh, finishing up Forza Horizon Five. I want to say I maybe have um, five more achievements. I beat the entire game at this point. I, I'm just collecting oh stuff now. Yep. Um, cool, cool. I I currently finished the indie game Lake that I have been playing, mm-hmm. and a phenomenal game. But like towards the end, this isn't going to be a spoiler. Towards the end, it allows you to choose how you want your game to end, like what ending do you want to be canon? Because you have upwards of three different options that you can end the game with. And each option gives you an achievement. So as I'm deciding which ending I want to be canon, I'm literally stuck. I was like, what ending do I want to be like the final ending? Mm-hmm. Because like I don't want to just like leave and just, oh, come back and play. No, once I get the achievement, I'm never coming back. Right. And so I played through all three endings and I decided on one ending being the final canon. This is exactly how this this video game is going to end. And it was kind of a, it was kind of sad. Like, OK, I guess I added human humanity to this character. And mm-hmm. so after the credits rolled, I'm like, I want her to have a good life. Good luck, because I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> and 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 so i chose my canon ending and i was happy with the game it, it didn't take me long i want to say maybe like 15 hours so um if you get the and that was doing everything getting all the achievements so if you like that kind of indie game go ahead and play it mm-hmm. and on the last podcast i did mention that i was going to play one of the games that uh, we talked about in the top list and the game i chose was the one we were talking about unpacking and I have to say, it is fun. It's a little puzzle game, and it can be completed in about forty-five minutes. Oh wow! So would you say nice. it's like, um, is it more like therapeutic than fun, or like, like what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I would say it's more therapeutic. It's just it gives you just an, a simple task in which to do. You're mm. just organizing stuff, and the, the thing is, you can't put it in every single place. You actually have to organize it evenly, and so it's it's just a fun change in pace. It's just I wouldn't say fun. It's relaxing. It's soothing. Okay. It allows you to have progress. That's awesome. I respect that. Yep. So that's all I've been up to, and I'm going to be downloading a new indie game uh, right after this podcast. Ooh, which one? I don't know because I want to go to an indie game. However, I do want to play the original Hellblade the, before the sequel comes out. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah, and it looks Very really good. good. But Chris kind of talked me into Psychonauts. Okay. Oh, yeah. Get in there. <laughs> so it's awesome. So I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned Hellblade because uh, I did recently download it. Oh, yeah, really? Uh, I just haven't had a chance to play it because I'm currently going through uh, my other games that I'm playing right now that I'll I'll tell you guys in just a moment. Well, go for I'm it, good. Mason. That's all I've been playing. Real right. quick, I'm just thinking of base. I'm just thinking about when you first got Game Pass, you downloaded like 30 games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like his backlog never cleared up. It's just been getting nope. bigger. Nope. My backlog is still pretty massive. And uh, with me downloading Hellblade, it's gotten only bigger. So <laughs> 2022, let's go, boys. Let's go, baby. Speaking of my backlog, let, let's give you guys a very quick count as to uh, the size of my current backlog. Uh, do you guys want to take a guess? Um, I, I, yeah, I'll go first with the guess. Okay. Um, because I, I feel like you add a, a new game to your backlog every two and a half days. 
<laughs> so since we last spoke, I'm going to say you've probably added you pro- your backlog. I want to say is probably 17 or 18 games right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chris, what, what what say you? I'm going with 27. <laughs> oh, spice. So um, Chris is actually closer. Damn it. <laughs> uh, my, so my current backlog right now is uh, 29. <laughs> Jeez, Damn, I, was I, was going really to say, I was going to say 30, but I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I, I'm a terrible person when it comes to uh, <laughs> playing playing games. So. Me too. Me too. Um, I'm not. Like, I clear out my backlog easily. I yeah, do not. So it takes me I, years. Yeah, I, I, I got my work cut out for me, that, that's for sure. But <laughs> the, uh, the big games that I'm playing right now, um, I just uh, – Finished my attempt of a uh, ROM for Pokemon Emerald on the PC uh, for a Nuzlocke. Um, I made it to the champion, and I made it to his like final Pokemon, but uh, he ended up defeating me, so uh, there goes that run. But I made it pretty far, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, if I'm going to lose, I better, I better lose to the champ, right? Absolutely. Um, and then I was playing more Darkest Dungeon, the original, and then I actually decided to download the beta for the sequel to Darkest Dungeon, which is located on the Epic Game Store uh, exclusively. Very nice. All right. And I was messaging you guys about it in our chat, and I gotta say, I'm even though this is just a beta of the sequel, I'm very impressed by it so far. It's a complete departure from the original game in terms of playability, graphics, and like design. But it also holds on to some of the elements that you know and love from you know the OG game. So I'm I'm really looking forward to like the finished product because as it is right now, it's just um, strictly a better game right now. Now, since this is a beta, does it actually have an actual like release date for the full finished game? No release date yet. Um, it's just currently in beta. It's kind of akin to almost uh, Baldur's Gate in a way that's on yeah. Steam, where that's in like early access or beta. So that doesn't have a release date at all. Um, they're just continually like working on it and working on it. And the sequel to Darkest Dungeon functions the same way. Okay. So that's what I've been playing. Um, Red Hook, who developed the original uh, Darkest Dungeon, did the sequel, and they are just knocking it out of the park. Like the biggest change that, like I was telling you guys about, was the graphic style. They shifted from like a uh, like a two D mixture with three D and shifted to like a CG style. And when I was first reading about it, I was just like, oh man, CG. That's terrible. I hate CG sometimes because uh, it's no surprise to you guys as well as our listeners that sometimes when gaming studios or uh, movie studios implement CG, they do it very poorly. But with the sequel to Darkest Dungeon, the CG is done like masterfully, and I'm really glad they went in that direction. That's uh, that's really good to hear. I like. I like when um, games take what they learned from the first game, apply some of that stuff towards a new one, but then also improve upon their base. Mm-hmm. So it just attracts more people. Yeah, and, that, and and that's what I feel like the sequel does. It, it really just improves upon the uh, the original game. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, playing through the beta and uh, spending more time with, with the game. Heck yeah, awesome. So what about you, Chris? What have you been up to? Oh, what have I been playing? Um, I've actually been playing a lot of uh, old school RuneScape. Nice. <laughs> um, that game was my then, jam back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was an absolute idiot for it. Um, so I've been playing. I've been picked back, back up again for now. Who knows how long I'll keep my subscription. Um <laughs> I've also played a little Monster Hunter World, the Iceborne expansion. Played a little mm-hmm. bit more of that, um, and I'm 
also back in Destiny 2 as well. Um, so if anyone wants to join me in some Destiny 2, you let me know. I Sorry. have like no one to play with. <laughs> I will not be joining you because Destiny was one of those games that just never did it for me. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I do kind of feel the same way as well. Of course, no. I, I get it. It's, it's definitely not for everybody. It's a, it's a different type of grind. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. That, that was the problem. It actually felt like a grind. And it is. <laughs> um, there's just so much to do The new the, with, the, with Destiny 2. It, it's a bit confusing mm-hmm. coming back and stuff, but... Um, I still love the gameplay. I still love the. It's still like one of the best feeling shooters out there. Ooh. Um, just the guns feel really good when you're shooting them. Best way I can put it. Unless you put on some garbage gun and it sucks. But yeah, like, yeah. Most most of the guns feel very good to shoot. Um, and it's it's very interactive. The raids and all that stuff. I I love all, I love that content. I'm trying to I'm trying to get leveled up for the raids so I can start doing that content again. Um. But yeah, that's that's really it for me. Um, yeah, so let's 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 go ahead and jump into our first story. Honestly, yeah, definitely. I don't know which one of these is the first one? So uh, I, I the think the uh, the uh, acquisition should be the first one. Okay. But uh, okay, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, um, there we we got news today that Take Two. Oh, well, this, this past week, that Take-Two is looking to acquire. Is it Zynga? Or Zynga? Yeah. yeah, Zynga. So, do you, you guys remember, like, Farmville back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. Of course, it was massive. So, Zynga is that company who developed and made uh, Farmville. They also did other games like uh, Poker. Um, a lot of like Facebook games to be completely real. Um, and they're mainly known for a lot of like phone games. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this acquisition that take two wants to do, I see them trying to, um, penetrate the mobile market. Yeah. It, I mean, it makes sense for them. Like they love like stirring up the, the gaming mm-hmm. world. So and they've, they've got the money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, oh, yeah. This, and this... Speaking, of, speaking of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of money, Chris, did, did, you, did you see how much um, uh, freaking Take-Two is going to buy it for? <laughs> Wasn't it like, tw- like almost $13 billion or something like that? $12.7 billion. Yup. Now, I, now I'm going to tell you guys, like for a lot of people, they're going to look at this acquisition, and this is obviously going to be the biggest video game acquisition in history if it goes through. That's a, still an yeah. if. Yeah. However, I think, that, I think Take-Two is actually going to make their money off of this, and here's why. In 2020, take a guess at how much video game revenue was just mobile games only. What was the percentage of the entire video game revenue in 2020? What was mobile games percentage of that? Like, I'd say like 20. mobile games, like mobile games overall, or by Zynga? Yeah, like, like out of all, out of just mobile games in general, not Zynga. Uh, like how much did people spend on mobile gaming? Nope, just the amount. Like, let's look at just video games, like video game spending in total. Where do you think mobile games sit over PC or console or whatever? Any which way you play console or any which way you video mm-hmm. games? Twenty percent is where I'm gonna go with. You're going to go with what? 20%. 20%? Okay. That's a pretty big number, oh. Chris. Um, oh, okay. So we're going for percentages. I was going more for like dollar amounts. In terms well, you can of, go for uh, dollar amounts, but I have the percentage statistic pulled up. Okay. Um, if we're doing percentages as a total, I'm going to say 5%. All right. Well, in 2020, mobile gaming represented... 57% of gaming revenue. Oh! oh. <laughs> you, know, you know why? I I know why this is. Go for because it. Because when you... Have you guys played any mobile games recently? Uh, the only one that I play very rarely is Among Us. Okay. I no. I don't really play mobile games. I just know that like um, a lot of the gotcha games are like super popular. 
Yep. Man, that's exactly what I was going to go for. There's there's just a shit ton of games on this on these stores and they're gotcha games. There's there's all this like this garbage with just they're just filled with like cosmetics or hey, you really need to buy this to like continue on in the game. Mm-hmm. It's just like mobile games are riddled with it. Like people Oh yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like people complain about certain like console games doing it. Like yeah, well, wow, you guys have a battle pass, blah blah blah, but the game's free on console and the battle pass really isn't that bad. But like if you look at like mobile games, mobile games are straight out robbery. Oh, right? they're uh they're really <laughs> atrocious when it comes to um like gotcha mechanics as well as like um like pay pay to win and the like loot boxes or loot crates or cosmetics, whatever you want to call it. Uh yeah. they're very predatory. A lot of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. But you guys are forgetting another key part of this, especially when it comes to free games. Whenever I like, I see like any kind of game, by playing it for like four minutes, I'm going to see it. Ad revenue. Yes. Ad yeah. revenue is huge, sure. especially like you said, if you play a game for free and don't actually purchase it outright, you got to watch ads and, you know, the yeah. ad companies get that revenue, but they also have to pay the game for them to feature that ad so it's like mm-hmm. this sick it's this like cyclical uh money engine it's literally non-stop money churning from every which direction and because it's just on your phone and because you're doing mm-hmm. it while you're in the process of doing something else it is very easy to spend money oh yeah and there's yes. no like warning messages or nothing like hey are you sure you want to spend this money or um, do you, are you sure you want to complete this transaction? It's a lot of times it's as simple as a one click or one push of a finger to say, yes, I would like to spend this money. Yep. That's it's, and, it's real bad. And what's interesting is, um, you guys might be surprised by this or not. Our listeners might be too, but the large percentage of money that come from the consumer's pocket is from, um, small purchases in the game, like at small increments is what I mean, like a dollar here, two dollars there. Like very often gamers who do mobile gaming don't do the larger purchases of like 20 plus dollars. They do like a dollar at a time or two dollars at a time. And that adds up when you have millions of people playing games on, on phones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone, someone, someone gave me like a really good statistic and I, and I'm not sure the level of accuracy, but I'm going to find out as I'm uh, saying the sentence to save or to spend $10,000 a year, all you would need to spend is $27 a day. Mm -hmm. However, if you're just spending a dollar a day or even like a dollar every, every couple days on a mobile game, that really does add up. Yeah, it does. And for a lot of people, they don't get into consoles because there's a high price of entry. I believe the um, PS5 Digital Edition is three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo Switch is up to what two ninety nine. Uh, Xbox Series X is four ninety nine. So it's kind of a high price of entry. And why would you do that when you can have these all these different mobile games? But you're eventually, if you're putting any money in these games, you're eventually going to surpass the price of a console with games included. Exactly. Thanks. I was literally about to say that. Not only that, when you purchase a phone, like a smart device that has access to these games, that smartphone is as much as a console, if not more. Yeah, it's always with you. Um, And mobile games are pretty, like, not demanding. No. Most of them. Most of them. There are some that, like, okay, your phone needs to be a little bit more up to date, whatever. But, like, for the most part, they don't really usually require a whole lot. No, no, and some mobile games actually have features in them where it's, like, um, automatic. Like, there's a setting in in a lot of games where you can toggle, like, an automatic setting where you can play your game and do other things at the same time without really having to focus on it. Yep, yep. Um, And a big thing is... There are, like, I know we're in 2022. There are still people out there without, like, home internet. Mm-hmm. Playing on your phone is, like, works just fine for these games because you don't really need, like, home internet. 
No. They'll, they'll ask you, like, a lot of people have, like, unlimited data plans at this moment, thanks to T-Mobile. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, so like, um, they you could download the packages of these games on your phone without needing, like, home internet. So, like, you kind of save the cost of that and get mm-hmm. the game on your phone, which is just fine. On top of that, you now have uh, 5G, which is becoming more more prevalent in the areas, which means you get better connection. Um, and then you've got the Game Pass, Stadia, you've got all these different things that are coming online so that you can now more easily just game from your mobile device. Mm-hmm. So there's a, it has a lot of good stuff going for it, and I can totally see why it would be such a high well, I, yeah. with the with the Take Two acquisition, and this is we're combining basically two stories. With Take Two now acquiring Zynga, that means we're going to probably see a few different video game series revived as mobile or mobile only. Now, yeah. I, re- I recall in a story that when Take Two was, I guess, pitching themselves to Zynga for the purchase, they were talking about all the franchises in which they can bring to mobile. And they were talking, obviously, about Grand Theft Auto, obviously about Rockstar, obviously about Bully. But then they said, we also have the great, amazing franchise, Midnight Club series. <laughs> Midnight like, Club, wow. I'm like, you guys haven't talked about Midnight Club in 14 years. And so we might be able to see several different mobile game ver- versions come back, such as Bioshock could be a mobile game. Uh, Sid Meier's Civilization, as well as XCOM. Grand Theft Auto, as well as Mafia, L.A. Noir, and obviously Bully. So I think that this is going to be interesting. Maybe this might bring, I wouldn't say some hardcore gamers or so, but maybe this might bring some people who are console-only gamers into the mobile fold because they recognize such big titles. Mm. So I personally when, will not do it. When we're, when we're talking about the, like, the mobile games and the percentage of... Um, money it gains from the actual like market itself. I was surprised to learn through uh, reading about this potential acquisition that two of Zynga's top, um, I guess, profit gaining games were this one called like, uh, I think it was called like Toon Blast, which is such a weird name. And another one was called Empires and Puzzles. So what I was surprised to learn is with that Toon Blast game, consumers who played it spent $415 million. Damn. And with That's em- Yeah, and with Empire and Puzzles, that total came to $378 million. Jesus. So from those two games alone... You got Zynga that's, that's, damn near that's, close that, to one, $1 billion almost. That's how this acquisition is going to pay off in time. Oh, yeah, that's, 100%. And that was in one year. Right. That's that, was in 20, that was in 2021. Yeah, that's crazy. Insane. All right. Let's change up our story a little bit. Congratulations to Take Two if this acquisition goes through. Obviously, yes. there's there has to be an investigation done because yes. this this could be considered a monopoly, uh, even though it doesn't seem like that matters anymore in this in this world. Um, so let's change it up. Um, the next story um, is about a game that I believe Chris actually played. I've never played this game, Mesa. I don't think you've ever played this game either. Uh, Chris, let's talk about Dying Light. Yes. Did so... you you this is this you lead us on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original Dying Light is a zombie game mixed with like parkour. Is <laughs> so mm, okay. It's it's really awesome. Like I wouldn't even do a good like good job describing it, but basically it's got this really really good like story mode. Um, you're trying to like build up your, like these different settlements to help out the survivors, and at night the really really bad zombies come out. And they're they're mean. They're like you usually don't want to be out at night. Like it's 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 terrible. This game came out on it would have been the PlayStation Four and Xbox One would have had this this game. Um, of course, you can still play it today. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, But Dying Light 2 is coming upon us. I believe it's within the next month or so. Um, So Dying Light 2, um, their social media account, was they've been pretty active. They've been very active because the game's about to release. And they decided to give um, give the uh, the gaming world like how long it would take to like complete this game. Now, complete in the in the in the way of being you complete every single part of this game. They're saying that it would take you five hundred hours. Wow, five hundred. Yes. So Eesh. when they posted that, everyone like like went into like these furies of like backlash and I'm just confused on why. So then the social media account started to like explain the 500 hours. They actually gave a breakdown here. So I said it, you need to roughly about for the average player uh, to complete the, the main story is 20 hours. And then 80 hours is the time needed to complete the main story and all of the side quests. And then 500 hours is the time needed to max out the game with all the main and like story and side quests, choices and endings, checking every place on the map, every dialogue and finding every collectible. And for some reason, the like the social media like world is like really really like um <laughs> like torn about this and like I don't get it personally. Like so you don't have to do the all the 500 hours. Chris, no, you don't. I am. I hate to be the, that person. I am the person who has to 100% everything. <laughs> well, don't when buy I, this game if you don't want to do that. Because oh, I, I don't want 100% anything. I think my favorite part about like the backlash, because I am, I'm again, the person who has to do 100% because I can't let stuff still be on the map. Somebody said, you like you, if you started watching Law & Order Special Victims Unit, it would not take you 500 hours to watch it from the very start. You would still have 140 hours left of Dying Light if you tried binge-watching the entire Law & Order series. If you tried binge-watching all of Supernatural, which is 15 season, I believe, it would still take you another 200 hours to complete Dying Light. It would take you literally three-quarters of Law & Order <laughs> included. Mm-hmm. That is so much time. That is right. It it is it is a lot of time. I won't argue with that. Like, but like that this is, is that only is only if you chunk. do everything. But how, <laughs> but how much time was it to even complete the main story? I, I don't. Hours. How many? Twenty. Oh, See, that, that seems kind of short for a game that can take five hundred hours. I don't. I feel like that's that's a, what they call capping. It, they're giving you the. They're giving you the. Like, did you not listen to me? I just gave you the breakdown. No, you you gave us the breakdown, but I think that was also one of the the conspiracies about this story was that there is no way this game can take five hundred hours. What they're saying the map must be really big. It's got to be insanely big. I I don't know what it looks like. I don't I don't know. I haven't looked a whole lot into it. I'm just gonna buy it and play it. Yeah, because I love the first one. Like. So, like, 500 hours to me doesn't really matter because, A, I don't play games like that. Like, I don't play them to, like, 100% complete everything, listen to every dialogue, do all this shit. I don't do it. I never have. I, it's just not my thing. I do play games for obscene amounts of time, though. Yeah. For example, um, Ark. I've played that over 2,200 hours or something like that. Um, uh, Destiny, the original Destiny of well over 500 hours into that but that's like an ongoing game right right dying light is you you don't you can you can play alone but you also can play with friends Mm -hmm. and Um, that's the same thing like for me with like divinity original sin too like when i combine my hours played on like steam ps4 and nintendo switch it's probably around like 500 ish hours but like for, for the main story like just to beat the game, it probably takes forty hours or less, roughly. Right, for sure. Well, the developers, upon seeing all of the backlash, were like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let us clarify. If you wanted to just complete the main story and literally do nothing else, not do a side quest, just only do the main story, it'll take you twenty hours. 
Yeah. If you wish to complete all the main story, if you wanted to complete all the side quests and the, the main story, it's going to be 80 hours. And right. if you wanted to finish the game and get 100% completion, it's going to be 500 hours. And that just is obscene. I could, as a person who has to clear a map, I will never buy this game. <laughs> That's I, fair. I like it. I like it because that means I have stuff to do if I want to choose to go do it. I don't. Yeah, it, I, it means I don't have to do it, but at least give you, you have that option. Options. Like, yeah, like because there's some games where I'm like, wow, that ended really soon. I wish there was more for me to do and continue playing. Um, and then this is this is giving you that. So mm. to me, I, I, I'm, I'm more on your side, Chris. Like, I, I like the fact that it takes that long because it adds that replay value. Yeah. Absolutely. See, I if for me it, to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the main story and all the side quests and all the collectibles and everything, it was 117 hours. And I thought that was perfect because I could finish it. I felt like I got more than my money's worth. It was 50 cents basically per hour. Mm-hmm. And I was done. But to realize if I got to the 117 hour mark and realized I had 383 hours left to go, I would quit. I would quit and never come back. I would never consider buying a game from this developer ever again. I would oh, absolutely geez. not do that. It, it, it's just, <laughs> I think that 500 hour thing got people so upset because mm. who has that level of time? Not a lot of people. I do not. Because <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I, Me I over sure the course know. of years. It would, like I'm not saying I'd be able to do it in one year. God no. Yeah. But you give me a few years. Yeah, yeah, I can get there. Chris, you're gonna be 16 by the time you're done. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let, let's change stories. Mason, you had a story you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I I don't know why this cropped into my head while we were just talking, but we we actually forgot to speak on this like when it happened. I think it's because of the holiday and the new year and all that jazz because it happened within that time frame. But uh, there was a recent um, closure of a court settlement that finally got resolved. Um, and what I'm speaking on is the gender-based discrimination class action lawsuit from 2018 uh, for Riot Games. Uh, that actually, yeah, that got settled. Um, uh, the update that I'm seeing was on December 28th of 2021. So <clears throat> the League of Legends publisher Riot Games announced that it is settling that 2018 clash action lawsuit with California and is set to pay the members of said lawsuit $100 million dollars. That was a very large judgment or settlement. Yes. And I'm, I am happy that they are paying such a, a, a good amount of money towards the, the victims. However, uh, the one caveat with this, when you settle a court case, you're not necessarily admitting to guilt. Yeah, that's literally what that is. And the it's just not a mission of guilt. Here's a little bit of money so you can go about your day. But mm-hmm. the fact is, I always looked at settlements as though you were you're legally not admitting guilt, you would not settle or you would not give anyone money unless you were guilty. Exactly. Um, so I'm grateful <clears throat> that this is happening. And as a result of this uh, settlement, Riot is committing themselves to... Um, a more inclusive as well as more diverse workplace uh, because that was a part of the agreement with the courts. And if they don't follow that agreement, then they will suffer repercussions for it. That's, that's, that whole, well, I'm actually don't know. I'm tongue tied mm-hmm. because, well, because it, it's just insane, but it's good to see that, People are getting some kind of support, even though I'm, I guarantee it's not the support they were looking for. Mm-hmm. But to, for a company to actually happen, but I'm, it is. I think what we're going to be saying in the next up years to come is that these companies, these tech companies, are actually going to have to start paying and actually are going to start admitting guilt. 
because another story we didn't talk about, and you guys might not follow this, but I do. Remember a company called Theranos? And we're just doing a quick tar- tangent. Uh, I do not know. Uh, Theranos was a medical startup company that was backed by the CEO, Elizabeth Holmes, that was supposed to be able to determine all sorts of diseases with a single prick of blood. In one year, it was uh, worth $10 billion, and that same year, it was worth uh, zero. Elizabeth Holmes was just found guilty of, I believe, wire fraud, fraud, and uh, defrauding investors, which is something that never happens before, because tech companies generally have been able to get away with just either a slap on the wrist or no harm or no foul. Yeah. But it, seems, it seems like that era is slowly coming to an end. And that's <sighs> what I'm super excited to kind of see coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. And that kind of segues into our next story where we once again have to talk about Activision Blizzard. <laughs> I swear, it's been a hot minute since we mentioned them. <laughs> it has been. It has been. Like, I swear, if we made our podcast into a drinking game, like anytime we mention Activision Blizzard, Jade Empire, or um, freaking um, like NFTs, you take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot Fable, but all right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Fable as well. But uh, no, uh, some some recent news regarding Activision Blizzard is uh it's twofold. One is there is a Lego set that features uh, Overwatch 2 that is being delayed by Lego the company because of all of the turmoil that is going on within Activision Blizzard because they're you know they're waiting to see what happens with that court case. And they don't want to tarnish their very stellar reputation because Let's be honest here, Lego is one of those companies that has a very good track record and a very good reputation within the community. And I can see them wanting to distance themselves from a company that partakes in you know, less than ideal behavior. Oh. And the other company that is uh, joining the ranks of Lego in their opposition towards Activision Blizzard is Microsoft. Um, Phil Spencer was quoted uh, saying that uh, he can't go into all of the details, but Activision Blizzard is aware of the changing relationship that Microsoft wants to have with the company. So basically, in like political and um, PC speak, that means that they are slowly but surely like vying away from Activision Blizzard it, at least that's what it sounds like to me yeah Microsoft has been kind of I would say has been a little bit more vocal than obviously Nintendo and Sony and I think Microsoft mm-hmm. has the power to do that However, Microsoft also has not really taken any actual action steps, such as mm-hmm. uh, the Lego team de- delaying the Overwatch. Um, it- it's interesting because if they're willing to be so vocal, but what exactly are they doing about yeah. it? Yeah, I am curious like how their relationship has changed because he, you know, he doesn't go into it. Um, <clears throat> all he has told the New York Times is that he wasn't interested in "quote unquote" virtue shaming another company, whatever that means. I believe virtue shaming because I've heard that term being thrown around a lot, and it's basically just like being talking about out against the company just so you look more positive. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yes, that makes sense then. Yeah, and I don't think Microsoft is really again. I don't think Microsoft needs to really do anything. It feels- mm-hmm. Nobody is going to care, but it is awesome to see that they seem to be taking some steps. What exactly the steps they're taking? It seems to be kind of unknown and left in the air, mm-hmm. but maybe we'll see. Again, Activision Blizzard has been kind of quiet, yeah. Uh, especially since it seemed like every other day they had a new uh, news story coming out. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously. <laughs> and uh, and Sony's been kind of quiet too ever since they threw that brick while they lived in that glass house. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> they, they've been pretty quiet. Yeah, Sony's been suspiciously quiet. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, and, and so we'll see. We'll keep our eye on Microsoft. We'll keep our eye on Sony. We'll obviously keep two eyes and our wallet away from Activision Blizzard. Yes, um, and, until and, until we see changes, like, I'm not giving them a dime. Until Bobby Kotick steps down, I'm not supporting them in any way, shape, or form. Agreed. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about, we talked a little bit about Take-Two, but let's talk a little bit about Rockstar. Um, yeah, we haven't talked about them in a while, actually. Well, they haven't really been doing anything in a while, and um, this is a multi-tiered <laughs> story in this one. So, well, the first part of the story is uh, actually has to do with the uh, video game Red Dead Redemption 2. Do you guys remember Red Dead Redemption? Oh, yeah, of course. Yep. Uh, amazing cow game. I believe it got like tens across the board. Not cow oh, yeah. Game. Cowboy it's, game. It's cow, it, it's, cow <laughs> it's cow simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy I mean, game. A cow game. <laughs> but it, it it was a amazing fantastic game really showcasing the power of what rockstar can do if they may put their minds to it right mm-hmm. well the community of rocks uh, red dead redemption online has actually been really upset with rockstar because they said that they feel like rockstar has basically abandoned the red dead redemption world the last time Red Dead Redemption Online had a major update, I want to say it was in July of 2021. Mm. Since then, there has been absolutely no update since. There has been no talk of an update. There's been no kind of ideas. And people who play Red Dead Redemption Online feel like they have been abandoned for continuing Grand Theft Auto Online and their full support. Yep. And... People who play Red Dead Redemption Online have started a Twitter campaign to say, hey, we're still out here. We still enjoy this game, and we deserve to be have be treated just the same as people who play Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. And that I 100% agree with. I'm like, mm-hmm. if you have a game that is so good as Red Dead Redemption 2 was, and you have this community that's still willing to support, maybe you should continue to support them. But this takes us into our next little story about Rockstar. There is an insider, a potential leak of this is just, this is hearsay, speculation, conjecture. This is not confirmed. However, an insider at Rockstar basically said that Grand Theft Auto 6 will allegedly be the only Rockstar game this console generation. And if Rockstar, if Grand Theft Auto 5 has been around for what, uh, 72 years now? I am concerned that they're going to really bleed Grand Theft Auto 6 dry and abandon Bully, abandon Red Dead Redemption, obviously abandon Midnight Club, but abandon every single one of their series just so Rockstar can just be the uh, only make one game, and that's Grand Theft Auto. I actually don't know how I feel about this. Because on one hand, Rockstar is this amazing developer that actually has produced some incredible games but at the same time, them abandoning those incredible games just to focus on what has been arguably their moneymaker, Grand Theft Auto, it seems kind of, like, sad. It is. Yeah, that um, is that is pretty sad. I, I'm i actually, like, I love Red Dead Redemption 2, and I love the online. Um, me and my buddies have talked about it for a long time. We're like, every time we get on this game, nothing's changed. <laughs> there, there's literally no content. Um there was a there was a story that was making its rounds for a long time. Everyone in um, like uh, I think it was over like uh, was it was probably two summers ago. Or something. Um, everyone in the game was wearing a clown mask. You want to know why? Because they were like, "We're clowns for continue to play this game without oh, any geez. content." <laughs> and eventually, eventually the, the oh, that the is actually Rockstar, hilarious. <laughs> eventually rockstar saw it they heard it and they released something <laughs> but we're again at that point where there's no content in red dead redemption 2 online there's nothing yeah the, the content they released was actually just like a holiday event with the same uh, missions they had before just a slight xp boost or a slight money boost that was it yep it's uh it's it's a pretty bare yeah. uh, bare game out there the level of Jeez. disrespect. 
what, what would you guys do if you were uh, Red Dead? Well, Chris, you are a Red Dead Redemption player. Is it? Mm-hmm. Would you say it's time to kind of mm-hmm. um, walk, walk, take the horse down to the Old Town Road and abandon the game? Or do you hold out hope that Rockstar is going to hear you? Rockstar is just going to ignore you, um, unfortunately. So I think I just say abandon it. Mason, what, um, would you, what would you do if you were a Red Dead Redemption player? Would you hold out hope or would you abandon ship? I would abandon ship, to be fair. Um, as Chris and I both know, when we took our turn back into Anthem, once the developer signals that they're leaving, they generally are. There's very yeah. little, there's very little likelihood of them coming back um, so like, to, to continue on. My, my whole thing with like this Red Dead Redemption 2 online debacle is like how big is the player base like do do either of you guys know uh chris you have an idea on that one i actually have no idea if you give me a moment i can get those numbers yeah let's get yeah but but while you're looking for that like the reason why i feel like the players feel like they've been abandoned is because from the outside looking in red dead redemption 2 is not as big of a game uh as know gta online so i i can understand rockstar wanting to shift their focus towards you know their cash cow game rather than um you know the red dead redemption 2 online yeah but i will also have a counter argument Mm -hmm. in that if you support a game continuously and you constantly have that game in the news like they've had with grand theft auto online because when grand theft auto online first came out it was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. But they but they took the time, they kept investing money, and they kept investing money to make it where it is now. And there's like, okay, well, well, now it's finally taken off. And then you have um the, the game uh No Man's Sky. When it came out, absolutely atrocious. They took the time, kept investing, and rebuilt their player base back up. If you don't put that investment in there and you don't actually actively try to build your your base, yeah, you're you're basically going to starve out your own base. And I think that's what happened, that's what happened with Anthem. They didn't build out their base. They really didn't have much of an attention. And once it kind of fell off, they just was like, well, we'll let it go now. So I think it's self-sabotage from Rockstar. And I and they hear and they have this insider say, Oh, this is the only game they're gonna be producing for this generation of consoles. It's like I think Rockstar is doing what it did with every other one of its IPs. It released them, it did not support them, and then it let them die. So we can say, Oh, that was the reason we mm-hmm. abandoned it. Yeah, it does feel like um, the Red Dead Redemption Two online uh, ecosystem is like a uh, almost like an afterthought for, for Rockstar right now. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, were you able to find the current player base? Yes. So I'm gonna go by the Steam charts. This other this other side, it just that doesn't make any sense. So the the Steam chart says the peak. In the last 30 days, were about 40,000 players. 41,000, let's be fair. The well, average players okay. was about 23,000. Yeah, and when I look at the... This was a statistic from 2020, because that seems to be the last time um, there was the statistic. In July of 2020, there were 1.3 million active users of Red Dead Redemption on the PlayStation 4, and 1.8 million active users on Xbox One worldwide. Mm. So again, that was 2020. I don't know what has happened between then. Plus, there's a new generation of consoles. Right. So it's not the. It's obviously not doing Grand Theft Auto Five numbers. But then, to be fair, I don't know what Grand Theft Auto. I don't know what Grand Theft Auto Five numbers mm-hmm. are. Um, but maybe they do have a reason. Maybe. Mm. But again, if you're not supporting your system, why would anybody play it? Exactly. Exactly. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah, and I, I looked at Grand Theft Autos comparatively for Steam, at least. In the past thirty days, they had a hundred thousand players. Oh, so it's yeah, not even that like that average. like that's not even that far off. No, no. C- considering the difference in games and the difference in quality, and how Grand Theft Auto Five is a, regularly a, one of the biggest titles of, of all time, where mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption Two just wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, I'm and, I'm playing oh. Rockstar. I do, I do think they they should give more attention to it. That's for sure. Because I mean, forty thousand people is a pretty decent number. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what Xbox or Microsoft kept Halo Two online for four people. 
ridiculous. <laughs> um, it, uh, oh, what I was gonna, I, I, what I was gonna say, like another thing that I, I found ridiculous is our next story that we're gonna be talking about. I which, think this next story is so great. Like I, so when when I was scrolling through video game news and saw this, I thought it was an Onion article. And for those that aren't familiar, The Onion is a satirical uh, news journal. Like, they they post, like, fake stories. And with this story that we're about to talk about, I thought it was a fake story. But no, no, this is legitimately happening. So we all know that the supply chain issues with consoles is a thing. Uh, Xbox is having issues. The Nintendo OLED uh, Switch is having issues. And obviously the PS5 is having issues. So what does Sony want to do to solve this problem? Well, from a logical perspective, um, Sony would go ahead and say, all right, we need to rapidly increase our PS5 production. We need to get rid of these bots. We need to get the console in people's hands. Yeah. Because it's, if anybody who's was trying to look for a PS5 during the holiday season, my friend Desiree, she was, but she was able to find one because I let her know about the GameStop drop. I was occasionally stopping in GameStop just to see if they had one available. It was very difficult to find a PS5 this season. So from my perspective, what Sony should do is start making more PS5s, right? Yeah. You want, one would think to solve yep. a problem with PS5s, one would try to produce more PS5s. So is that what Sony's doing? No. No. So they're like, <laughs> you, you know what? Let's produce more PS4s. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I could, no one I wants just, that PS4. I but. just I, wish I was in the room when that got them. The, you, I guarantee it was a guy. When the guy was just like, hey, guys, um, I, I brought you all into this uh, 7 a.m. meeting yep. because we're really uh, getting hammered on our PS5 and lack their availability. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to making PlayStation 4s. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm in. Like, Jesus Christ, this is why we hired you. We pay you the big <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, and, and it's hilarious to me because they're just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're trying to keep our uh, consumers within the PlayStation ecosystem. I'm like, but, but, People don't want PS4s. <laughs> like, what the hell? It was, it's, it's something. Um, I, it always cracks me up when Sony does something like this. When they literally tagged the line. They said this, literally, word for word. We believe in generations. Oh, you do? Sony? <laughs> oh, you do? You do, you say. <laughs> Well, your newest generation apparently is not. You're not able to keep up with it, so you want to start introducing the the last gen shit. When when, when Sony said we believe in generations, the first thing that popped in my head was okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> and and, um, and okay. the thing is, is like, all right, it's 2022. If you haven't bought a PlayStation Four yet. You ain't about to. There, you you weren't you weren't holding out. <laughs> yeah, this, you weren't this, waiting. <laughs> no, no, no. There's there's a few things going on here. So, I I've done some digging into this. Like, what's what's going on here? What why is there such a shortage? And of course, it, it came down to the semiconductors, right? So, the whole world is on a, on like a stranglehold with these damn semiconductors. Oh yeah. And, the new generation consoles, the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 5 Digital require two of them. The Xbox Series X also requires two of them. The Series S only requires one. And because of that, we have some very interesting sales numbers that I have found. So, um, the now this is an estimation because, like... Microsoft does not release how many consoles they've sold. They just haven't done that in a really long time. So uh, PlayStation has assumed to have sold about 13.4 million PlayStation 5s. And so that's between PlayStation 5, PlayStation 5 Digital. Xbox, surprisingly, is pulling up the rear very a lot closer than we thought it was. 
They're at 12 million Xbox Series X and S's. Wow. And that's really I, good. Isn't it? So For like Xbox? <laughs> that's you, really yeah. Good. <laughs> so there I I think because because you're you're easy you're much you can make two <laughs> two Series S's instead of one Series X. So you, you're at, you're automatically able to have more of those available. Um and so I really think that that's helped them along with Game Pass. And and uh, by the way, they stopped making the the Xbox One in like 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, they were like, "We're good." <laughs> so don't worry, they're not going back. They were like, "We're not, they're not going." The, uh, they're not going the Sony route. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, Microsoft was just like, "You guys would know it'd be a really dumb idea if we kept making this console." <laughs> <laughs> no one wants it. <laughs> and 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 it was too shady because somebody pointed out. They were like, you can either buy a, a former gen PS4, uh, or for the exact same price, you can buy a, a next generation console Xbox Series S for the same price. Facts. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, what are they even selling the PS4 for? Does anyone know? Uh, the reason the the reason they're selling a PS4 is because people can't find a PS5. No, no, no. Like, what's, <laughs> what's the price on it? Like, what oh. are they what are they charging for that thing now? Oh, probably no more than two ninety nine. Hold That's- on. <laughs> That's, I, I'm very curious. Um, let's see. Okay, so if you wanted to go and get a refurbished PS4 from GameStop, two seventy nine. Oh uh, shit! If you wanted a five hundred gigabyte, and I hold on, I believe. Okay, so if you wanted a one terabyte slim PS4, it's two ninety nine. Um, <laughs> Jeez, geez. why would anyone do that? It, it's, <laughs> here's it's the original price. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Sony, you're not. You're, everyone's gonna look at you like you're fucking crazy. They're like, I'll just go get a Series S. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like I, I not, have one in my household. It is a fantastic machine. I, I'm not gonna like. I have a PS4, but like, who who's gonna buy a PS4 over a PS5? No, hell no. <laughs> I don't need it. Oh I, my god, it's so funny. I just. <laughs> okay uh sony I, we know you listen to this podcast this is so um, crazy this is a stupid decision i'm not there's not a whole lot of times where i can say this is a stupid decision this is a dumb one it's real dumb <laughs> like again we talk about how microsoft is, is leaning into the consumer friendly uh yeah. direction this time around and Sony just seems to be leaning in every direction but that one. I, I, I guarantee one of your two friends, one, you one, the friends one of you two people now, is going to be like, you know what? I've, I have not had the opportunity to buy a PS4, and I'm so glad Sony is remaking them. I, I've been waiting <laughs> since 2013 to buy a PS4. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, my God. Like, there, if somebody who is who is interested in playing Sony games hasn't purchased a PS4 by now, it's like, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. If you are a listener and uh, you are excited to hear that Sony is going to continue manufacturing the PS4, please let us know. We will interview you. It'll be a good time. We will not laugh at you. At least I'll try not to. Um, but guys, that is all the time we had. This was This was a big and comical day for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Just a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and as always, my name is Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger. You can find me controlling the Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers. And you can also find me at the top of the racing game leaderboards, which there was an update on that. Uh, quick sidebar Forza Horizon 5 has actually been plagued by a bunch of cheaters and game exploiters to the part where I am actually no longer in the leaderboards because I don't cheat or exploit. Uh, Playground Games heard about this and they're going to be fixing the leaderboards in the next coming weeks. Good. Nice. Because the times and the speeds, y'all, was ridiculous. I heard heard some things about that where like people were um, like kind of like using bots. Well, uh, what I do, what what I did to find out what somebody did was, is I actually watched their replay and I tried to race against them because I'm like I can outrun almost anybody. Yeah. And this this particular track, the best time I was able to do it, has been in like nine minutes because as you race around the entire track, this mm-hmm. guy did it in 23 seconds. 
Ho! <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, I'm about to get this. I'm about to watch how you do this. And the race starts, and I see his ghost. His ghost is behind me. He stops. He disappears, and he wins. Uh, nice. <laughs> so Rockstar, I mean, Turn 10, is, or Playground Games, because it's not Turn 10, is going to be working on fixing this bug and this issue, and I'm so excited. So, uh, as always, this is Darkness, and guys, go ahead and do your sign-offs. Yeah. As always, um, um, I've been Mason, also known as Rad Dreams, from uh, Rad Dreams Review on YouTube. So feel free to check me out there. I'll be uh, posting up some more videos here soon for 2022. So look forward to that. And I am Chameleon. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chameleon Games. That's K-A-M-E-L-I-O-N. Um, yeah, that's the best place to reach me at the moment. All right. We will talk to y'all next time. Bye. Later. Bye.